0: This is Season 3 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast, where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, And learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. The show today is a little different than the typical team roper talk that we usually do. My guests are Janine Taylor, the 2016 WPRA World Champion tie-down roper, author and mental performance coach, as well as her great friend Larry D. Guy, who relies on Taylor for her mental coaching. Donneen's story is inspiring, to say the least. She built her career in the arena piece by piece from the ground up, all while battling anorexia and obsessive-compulsive disorder. She relied on training from everyone from Trevor Brazil, Larry D. Guy, to Troy Pruitt, and she's become a source of wisdom for some of the best in the industry. This conversation is eye-opening, and one that's really going to expand your understanding of the mental side of roping. Plus, Donneen's book, a heart of a champion, is a must-read for competitors of every walk of life. I want to thank Larry D. and Donine for joining us today, and I hope you all enjoy this very special conversation. Today's episode is brought to you by Resistall. Before we get started, we want to thank them. You've got to check them out at resistall.com, and we'll tell you more about them on the commercial break. Hey, ladies, everybody, this is a special episode of The Score because we've got Donnie Taylor and Larry D. Guy, and we sound a little bit different. I love to do these interviews in person, but we're social distancing still, so we're all staying healthy, so we're doing it over over Microsoft Teams. This is a little commercial for Microsoft. Donnie and LD, welcome to The Score. Thank you. Nice to be here. (laughs) LD, this is your second time on. Donnie, this is your first donnie i you are an author but you are far more than an author what is your what is your official title a mental performance coach what what do you say i am
1: i'm 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 a certified mental performance coach
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: um i also i also rope i also compete um i'm a mom i'm a wife (laughs)
0: <laughs> and you're a WPRA world champion tie-down roper. So that's, you say you rope, you rope a little, you're pretty decent at it.
1: I, I did. I did win the world in the tie-down rope in, in 2016. And uh, I, I say, I say that me and Larry D are co-champions on that world championship. And she says, nah, And I said, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that because there's just no way I would have won that thing had it not been for her and all her help and support and everything.
0: Yes, absolutely. And Lady, I mean, I guess you're a co-champion on Donnie's world title, but you have a few of your own too, so we don't yeah. need to. I think you've been on here before, so I don't need to introduce you too much. <laughs> I think we know how you how you are. Um, but how's everybody doing? How are you guys spending you're right now. How's everybody in good health? Everybody safe?
2: Yeah, in my house, you know, we have 10,000 acres, so it's pretty easy to, you know, to have social distancing, but I try to take good care of my parents because they're a little older. So I don't have many people, you know, come over. And if I, if anybody does come over, I don't, I keep them away from my parents and all that, but Mm -hmm. it's, um, all we've done around here is uh, rope and ride young horses. Trevor and I bought 10 head of horses and I've got about four of them around here that I've been kind of getting started. So Hope Thompson's here and she helps me. And I mean, that's really all we do around here is rope and eat. Nothing better than that, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, same here. How about you, Donnie? Everybody safe in Wyoming?
1: Yep. I, I, we're all, we're all doing well here. I live in a little town, um, less than a couple, couple thousand people. And, uh, I've, I've been getting to ride and, 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 and roping the sled. And I've had an opportunity to work with some very cool coaches that, you know, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to work with because they'd been, you know, Around the country or around the world, and now they're at home. And so I've reached out and I've deepened and widened my inner circle. So I've mm-hmm. been I've been learning a lot.
0: That's awesome. That's good to hear. I think I think I've certainly learned a lot too. I've been reading a lot. Definitely taking a little bit more time to to think things through. So that's why I'm really excited to welcome you to kind of the team roping community that listens to this podcast. So Donnie, tell us a little bit about your background, you were a goat tire growing up, and then you were driven to become a tie-down roper. Can you tell me about how and why that trajectory, your life went that way instead of becoming a barrel racer or becoming a breakaway roper?
1: Well, you know, in my book, I write about working with with Kelly Tierney. She was married mm-hmm. to Paul Tierney at the time. Now, Kelly Word is mm-hmm. who I write about, and gosh, she was really instrumental in, in helping me yeah, get going. I mean, she showed me how to goat tie, showed me how to rope, and the whole time Paul's there with the college kids. Mm-hmm. And so you know, being around that atmosphere was really helpful for me. I, I really got to see, gosh what a good work ethic looks like and and what a person could do when they had that work ethic. And seeing Paul, tie he, him and the boys would be down towards the shoots tying and me and kelly would be down at the end tying goats and she would reference i mean back in the day all right goats were mm-hmm. pretty, big, pretty big and she would say this is the way paul does it and this is the way paul does this and this is how we're tying this goat <laughs> and 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 i was i mean pretty darn good goat tire and uh i, I really like the physicality of it i like being mm-hmm. in shape I, I like I like the physicalness of it, but I really struggled with the roping. I, I was I was really bad. I mean, for a really long time, and the roping is what grew me. You know, the struggles was is what grew me. Mm-hmm. And, and I just I had that goal when I was fourteen. When I was fourteen, I had these five goals and I wrote them down. And one was to marry Stan. You know, the belt <laughs> I'm married to now. You know him. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to win the world in the tie down roping. And and that was it. back then. Back then, it, it it was the GRA. It wasn't the W P R A. And and I wanted to be a coach, because Kelly was coaching me. She had a lot of influence on me. And I wanted to write a book because I read Jennifer Haynes' book. And I and I wanted to run down the alley in the barrel racing. And and back then it was in Oklahoma City. It wasn't in Vegas mm-hmm. yet. And it was still the GRA. And and it, it all started when I was 14. I mean, just that's what I wanted to do. I, I went to college to be a coach. I have a degree in physical education coaching. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I truly wanted to do all those things. I just didn't know how I was going to get it all done.
0: Yeah. And, and I, one of the things that, that you talk about, you're so vulnerable in your book. And you talk about your OCD and your eating disorder. And I know, Larry D., you've told me before how that inspired, you know, how much she overcame inspired you. Donnie, can you tell us a little bit about that part of your struggle and how that shaped you today? And Larry D., can then you chime in and talk about what that, how that inspired you?
1: Well, I mean, OCD, the, the OCD, I really think that benefits elite athletes, <laughs> you know, having that, having that 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 compulsiveness to to want to train and and to strive for excellence and it is a good thing as long as it doesn't trip you up in life it doesn't debilitate you and and it truly mm-hmm. got to the point where it was very debilitating for me i, I was not functioning at all mm-hmm. and it it truly really was a struggle but the struggle is is, is where you grow and i'm um, really i mean i'm really proud of myself for seeking help. And how I sought help, you know, how it started was I had my first kiddo. You know, mm-hmm. 1994, I had Hunter. And and Hunter was the catalyst for me to go get help. My mom struggled with both as well. I mean, I, I saw it, it. It was, you know, now they kind of link it a little bit genetically.
2: and mm-hmm.
1: uh, and And I turned on that gene, you know, I turned it on and And I saw her. That's how she she worked through a lot of her stress. And gosh, I'm I'm really proud of myself for going and getting the help twice. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely, Larry. Did Did you know that about her? You met Donine at a roping school, right?
2: Yeah, I had known Donine for a really long time, like of her, and seen her at you know some of the events, but never had really met her until she called. Well, actually, no, she come to my school. Was it at Billings, Donnie? In Cheyenne. At Cheyenne was the first one. Yeah, yeah, at Cheyenne, Wyoming. And that was kind of the first time that I ever got to hang out and be around her. But she was pretty quiet then. Like, we didn't, we didn't uh, communicate a lot. And <laughs> she called me and asked if she could come down and get some more help with her roping. And that's kind of when... You know, I got to know her more and we were actually sitting in my house and Hope and Megan, everybody had left. And it just kind of came out like she, we were talking and she kind of told me, you know, what you know about the OCD and the anorexia and all that. And I was like, I and it was funny. It wasn't funny because I can't believe I said it. But I was like, I knew something was wrong with you. And she <laughs> laughed, at me. and I'm like, who said that? But I I could tell that there was more there than what, you know, like what I was seeing because she was so driven at those schools and, you know, wanted to, you know, do so good. And, you know, what inspires me about her is, like she said, when she was 14 years old, she set set her goals and she accomplishes every one of them. And she does whatever it takes and puts forth more work and like, uses her resources, like, she, she's such a student of everything, and that's why, like, her as a mental game coach, I tell everyone, you know, she's my mental game coach, and I tell everyone that there's not a one out there of all the great ones in the world, she's the best, because no one has studied it, and worked at it, and had to learn it from ground zero, most of them are, like, athletes or something that, you know, always had a great mental game and Donine didn't have that mental game and she learned it from the bottom all the way to the top and I said no one knows more about it than I feel she does. And yeah. I mean she just inspires me every day. Donnie, tell me about how you became a, a
0: mental game coach. You know you said you have a background in physical education but but tell me the, the trajectory of that career.
1: Well yeah like 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 Larry D said I I I was really core with my with my mindset, with my mental toughness for a really long time. But I I really I, I knew the importance of it. I mean I, I rode the emotional roller coaster. I I was I was the person that that practiced, you know, well at home but but couldn't but couldn't produce when you went somewhere. I wasn't consistent. And so I I started to read a lot of books. I started to to really research it. And I'm working with Larry D. I'm starting to gather up these skill sets. i'm I'm starting to produce. I'm still really consistent. There's still gaps. And so I'm coming home from Lazy E from Guthrie, Oklahoma and and I do I do well there and I'm like, man, what else can I do? What else can I do? How can I how can I close this gap? And I'm like, man, if I had a mental performance coach, I that would make all the difference for me. So I come home and I, uh, I I research and I find Brian Kane and I start working with Brian Kane and I, I knew he was the fit for me. I could understand his concepts. He he had worked with with a lot of high profile athletes, George Saint Pierre, um, UFC fighters, professional baseball players, and so we started working together. And the the whole goal was was to win the world i mean that's why i was working with him but it turned into this very cool relationship and getting to know him him getting to know me and even after i won the world i'm still hooked up with this guy i'm still working with him i'm still i'm 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 now i'm now i'm in with his inner circle with his other coaches he saw he saw something in me and he set me up to to be a mental performance coach and he, he, he put the put the blocks in place for me. He made me my first uh, poster um, to put on Facebook. And uh, <laughs> and and the first week I got eight clients. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. That's I mean, awesome with a little just no, just a, a, a flyer and uh, eight clients. And I just took off from there and I still work with him. I still work with him we, we visit once a once a month at least he's an amazing fella and I I've, I've I've gathered a lot more other mental performance coaches that I work with they're all men they're all men that I work with you know I mean it's really important that we have strong women in our circle I mean Larry D and and Hope T and um, really empowering women but all the mental performance Coaches that I work with that mentor me—they're all men. I have six of them. Wow. Yeah. Six. Yeah. <laughs> that I work with. Yeah. I mean, I'd, and I'm so I'm very well-rounded.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that would probably—I know you probably—I see you pop up a lot on a lot of the barrel racing forums and amongst barrel racers. But do you work with any men? um Do you coach any other men? I, I, I do
1: coach. I mm-hmm. do coach men,
0: and mm-hmm. and what I have found is there's
1: really no difference between the men and the women. I mean, we, we all, we all want more. We all want more. We, we have a lot of resources invested, but you know, I think they, they folks realize, gosh, when you want more, you need to, you need to become more on the inside. Mm-hmm. And that all starts with developing an elite mindset.
0: Lady, um, you know, she said we all want more. Is that what what made you realize that you you'd already won lots of world titles and, and had won just about everything you could win in the all-girl stuff by the time you brought Dawneen's services onto your res onto your plate. Why why Donine at that time? Why did you invest in mental performance strategy?
2: Well, there was a few different reasons, but you know, the main one of the main things was I watched some elite athletes at the American change when the young girl Madison Uthier made the run that she did in the breakaway to win it um, last year. And when I saw that, I, I actually called her. Well, I actually talked to hope and I said, man, if I ever get in that position, I don't want to do that. So I mean, I saw some of the greatest ropers do it, and I thought if I got to that point, would I do that? And I said, I want to, you know, regroup and learn more about my mental game because when I watched Donnie Taylor win the world, um, she had a huge opportunity to do that, and she didn't. I mean, her, her mental game was so strong, and she, you know, she did win the world, and how how she did it was obviously with her roping ability, but it was her mindset that I felt like set it apart. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to be, I wanted my mind and my mental game to be like hers. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to learn what she, you know, what she could teach me. And she hasn't taught me enough yet. I mean, I I still (laughs) want to learn more and more. And, you know, between Hope and I at my house, we talked to her probably every other day, probably somehow or another. But I feel that anybody that wants to learn anything and get any more out of the men on the game, they need to use her because I feel there's nobody in the world that knows more about it than she does.
0: Mm -hmm. And I remember years ago when you started the Rope Like a Girl campaign, you told me, you're like, you got to see there's this lady and she's got a signs of our sayings up in her tack room you should see it donnie what did rogue like a girl like that whole concept was that something that obviously you were into it back then or are you still what does oh. it mean to you
1: oh man yeah i i'm into it i mean larry d i mean this is she i mean i love larry d she changed <laughs> my life and what larry d did for me was she helped me find my voice she helped me find my voice. And I think as women, when we find, when we truly find our voice, it really helps to quiet our mind. We, we stop comparing. We stop, we stop trying to judge, you know, with, with others and, and judging ourselves. And she also empowered me. Empowered me, you know, to 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 follow my intuition, to to trust myself, you know, that that I am very capable. Of doing things that even though I may be scared, I can still do them. I just need to step mm-hmm. in. And it, it gosh, rope like a girl. Yeah, it's it's all it's all very it's it's empowerment for me. That's that's truly what it what it means. That's what it's done for me. And then and then she takes it up a notch and the empowerment turned into impactment where where I get to impact others with my story. I she she encouraged me to to share my story. She's like, "Wow, your story it it's it's good. You I think I think people could could really benefit from it. And you know I would not have followed through with that had I not had that belief from Larry D. Mm-hmm.
0: Today's episode of The Score is brought to you by Resistol, our longtime partners. Since 1927, Resistol has put cowboys and the Western way of life first, as the only hats made in the USA, from bales of raw fur to the finished product. From the Resistol Rookie of the Year program to the company's sponsorship of the USDRC and the World Series of Team Roping, Resistol pumps life into cowboy sports across the board. Resistall is a company run by cowboys, for cowboys, and based in the great state of Texas. Their motto is we live it every day, and that couldn't be any closer to the truth. Check out resistall.com. Get your straw hat hoarders in for the summer because Resistall is still shipping no matter what throughout the COVID-19 crisis, using lots of social distancing and safe methods of shipping from their headquarters in Garland, Texas. So again, that's ResistAll.com. Thank you so much to our favorite brand of hats at ResistAll. Yeah. You and I were talking before the call just a little bit about commitment. And I said, I see so many team ropers say, man, I just need to take a break. Like maybe go cowboy for a while. Or I just need to take a break. You, you talk about, in your book, making that three-year contract with yourself where there weren't breaks. You weren't, you weren't taking breaks. You were committed for three years on a contract. Talk about commitment and, and how maybe breaks or taking a, taking a break can be a fallacy.
1: Those are the things that get you going. Those are the things that get your motor going, get you inspired. But it is that commitment that that really helps you to to develop that discipline, that 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 focus, that determination, that perseverance that you need. And the type of commitment that 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 I'm talking about is, you know, no matter what, no matter no matter the struggles, the obstacles, the challenges, the adversity, um, the mistakes you make make no, no matter the adversity, you are gonna you're gonna do whatever it takes. You're gonna do whatever it takes. and and the the three years, when I when I set up my three year contract, I really didn't know, you know, the the science behind three years. But but there there, there is research, there's science behind like three and five years. And the and the reason that you pick like three years or five years is because it gives you time to get that progress, to to see how far you've come. Where I mean, a lot of folks, they set those goals for a year. And then when they don't accomplish them, then they think all is lost. Ah, oh, I, didn't, I, didn't com- I didn't accomplish the goal. And all you need to do is just roll that timeline, just roll the timeline ahead. And when you give yourself that three years, it gives you time to, to struggle, to have growth, it gives you time to, to work the process. And it actually took me five years from that time that I set the three year contract. I renegotiated it twice, one year at a <laughs> time. I thought 2015, here we go. I mean, I'm telling Larry D, we're gonna seal the deal. Here we go. And <laughs> man, I just wasn't there yet. I had a lot and, and thank goodness, because I met Brian Kane. I I I got to work with I got to work with some more folks that Larry D put me in contact with. Thank goodness. I didn't accomplish it in 2015. There wouldn't have been a book. I mean, Mm -hmm. life is happening with us. You know, life isn't happening against us. It's happening with us. It's happening for
0: us. Yeah. And even right now, I mean, Larry D makes fun of me because I'm like the, I know nothing about money. Don't know how to manage money. Don't, I don't have any money, so it doesn't even matter. But right now, I feel like there's a lot of people where they could find – there's reasons not to succeed or reasons not to there, – there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of economic struggles holding people back in the times that we're in right now. How would you – what's your advice for economic struggles and for pushing through those sorts of things? Because, man, that can be we're, – we're in unique times right now.
1: Yeah. in In the struggle, I mean – That's where we grow. I think that's, I've said it a lot. I mean, that truly is where we grow is in the struggle. And Mm -hmm. just not that, not that far long ago. I mean, into 2017, all of 2018, while I'm, while I'm writing the book, my husband and I, we go through some, it's tough economically, it's tough, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what we did. I mean, we, we stayed Focused on the things that we could control, we
2: mm-hmm. stayed
1: focused on the things we could control. We stayed focused on on uh, knowing this situation; it's temporary. All situations mm-hmm. are temporary, and 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 we knew there's hope. Things are gonna get better. We would we would speak it, man. Things are gonna get better. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep we're gonna just keep we're gonna keep working, keep moving ahead. There was I'll tell you, there was no blaming. No complaining and no being defensive. We owned it, even though maybe we didn't have have a hand in the in the energy industry. We owned everything. We owned it, and and we kept taking the steps forward. And we grew a lot, and we learned a lot about ourselves during mm-hmm. the struggle. We did. We learned a lot about our marriage. I mean, it was mm-hmm. an that's how we looked at it and that's how I would suggest that you know folks are going through through a struggle now to look at the positive of it and to keep dreaming I'm writing my book I don't know how I'm going to pay my coach who's coaching me up to write this book but I I went and got a a job I'm, I'm coaching but I went and got a job I tell Larry D I got a job it was the best thing. It was the best thing. Assistant director with these kids. It grew me as a person. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all about perspective. Our economic struggle grew me immensely as a person, getting to work with these kids. I wouldn't have went and got that job had mm-hmm. we been doing all right. And that that shifted my heart. That shifted everything that I did. It was a. It's your perspective. And your perspective is is how you see yourself, how you see your situation, how you see your world, and you get to choose your perspective. And no. I love it. Bring yeah. it on! No. Bring it on! Struggle. <laughs> Bring it on. You know what the root of confidence, the Latin root of confidence. I mean, a lot of folks think confidence is like I'm confident that I can I can win. I'm confident mm-hmm. that I'm. I'm going to be competitive. I'm confident that I'm going to do well today. So the Latin root of confidence is intense trust. Intense trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. I trust whatever happens. I got this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to. Love that. that steer goes left. That steer goes right. I miss whatever. Whatever happens. I have intense trust. I have confidence in myself I'm gonna be okay I'm gonna figure it out and that's what you do in any type of struggle
0: wow I love that lady is there one thing that you have like if you could say one concrete thing that you've taken away from Donnie one piece of advice one thing that you repeat to yourself could you say one thing
2: just the wheel like just like she said no matter what she gets the job done and that's what I love is just knowing that, you know, as long as you keep your head down and do the work that you will, you know, you will get there. And, you know, there's, that's, I don't know, no, you know, like she, she always says this, that, you know, she didn't know how hard people worked until she come here. And that's, I'm I'm thankful that she says that, but like, I had no idea how hard, a person needed to work until I met her because she's worked so much harder. I mean, I I have things. I feel like I have things pretty easy. I mean, we have a ranch. I have cattle. We have horses. I mean, I had so many means, and I didn't have per se anything happen to me like like with her with her, um, you know, with her illnesses that she's overcome. And what's the word I should say? Persevere. Mm-hmm. Is that what i should say i mean like yeah. i had yeah no so i i mean it's just when i told her she asked me she said you know she told me she wanted to win the world and did i feel that she could and she said i paused and i said <laughs> i feel that you can but it's going to take a lot of hard work and she smiled and said you know more or less i got this because i know i can do the work and she's mm-hmm. right I mean, work is not a problem with her. So, And I somebody needs, I mean, if, if anybody's interested, your book's a heart of a champion.
0: And you tell the whole story of you winning the world in that. Could you go back to the day that you won that world title and just talk us through that day, Donnie, and and make us feel what you felt?
1: Oh, man. Okay, I just got the tell chill. Tell me what ball. happened. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... I mean, yeah, heck yeah. Um, well, I mean, I get there and, and Chester he, he ain't he's just not right. I mean, and I, and I don't talk about it, you know, with anybody, but Larry D knows he's not right. And Stan knows he's not right and, and and my vet and Troy Pruitt, I mean, we all know he's not right. We don't know why he's not right, but he's not right. And and so, you know, the the like there's two rounds in a day, you know, so so the morning round uh he's he's a little off. But I, I keep releasing that, and that and that is something that I coach. I, I, I talk about it in the book. is Is how do you release, you know, things that are in your mind that are not going to help you, and and I get the I get I get the third calf roped. It's it's I'm I'm in there. I, I haven't looked at the grid the whole time. You know, the secretary's grid. I mean, that was something I knew I was not going to go over there and look at that grid. And Stan respected that. Larry D respected that because that's outcome. That's outcome. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason to look at that grid in in, in my mind It's working that process and then we get to the fourth round and Chester. He is lame. I mean, he's dropping his shoulder. He's lame, and I'm thinking man. You know what am I going to do? And I'm thinking Larry D said to rope on him. Troy, my vet, everybody said to rope on him. So I, you know, I, I I I get it right in my head. I'm gonna rope on him, and I back. i well. I'm I'm warmed up. I'm stand, I'm 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 kind of really. Well, I guess it's it's my it's it's my routine. I mean, I'm I'm doing my big body language. I'm taking deep breaths. My heart's pounding out of my chest. Um, I have a mental script that I'm telling myself that, you know, process over outcome. Whether whether I win the world championship today or not, it just doesn't matter. I'm enough with it. I'm enough without it. Gosh, I would have never said that the prior years. Before, I mean, it was, man, i got to win this. I need to win this. A lot's riding on this. And here I'm sitting back, I'm thinking, man, if I win it today or not, it just don't matter. And I'm prepared and I trust myself. And I'm I'm in my zone and and, and hunter, you know. He, he he's he starts yelling at me. He's like, Mom, mom, and he's pointing down at the calf. He's like, This is your calf. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, I, I put pagan string in my mouth, tuck it in my belt, I ride Chester in there, and I just work my routine and, and having that solid routine that you work each and every time. That is what gets you the consistency. And the consistency mm-hmm. is what separates, you know, the world class from the average. And I, 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 I run in behind that little black calf and it's right there. Chester gathers up on him super fast. And it's, it's the shot, but it's not right. My, the tip of my rope, it's behind me. And I'll tell you, I had taken that shot for a lot of a lot of finals, I've i I've, i I had actually lost the world twice when it was at Fort Worth. Thank goodness, because I took that that shot with that tip being behind me, and 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 I drive Chester up in there and I rope him and it's just a textbook little run. It's it's probably the exact run that I tied from the post before I left the house with Stan and super excited I heard the girls cheering as I was running down the rope it was it was super super exciting I mean super exciting and it I I had played that game like like all of us play it this one's for all the marbles you know this one's for the world championship I had played it a lot everyone plays that game and and it just was everything I thought it would be it it was awesome and and the it was, it was everything I thought it could be, and and it would not have happened had I not gotten my mental game together.
0: Mm-hmm. LD, what do you remember about that day?
2: Oh man, like I don't, I don't think she knew that she won it. Did you? Well, I, I
1: mean, I was pretty sure I won it. I mean, if if not, I won it. I mean, for me for me you know yeah. i i want it
2: but we had she never looked at the standing mm. and i mean it, me and a couple more girls knew exactly what she needed to do to win it she didn't oh. know we knew but we knew exactly mm. and so when she made that run we knew that she won it and i I can't tell you how excited I was, like, and how nervous, like, I was glad her mental game was good because when she was running the last calf, I almost could not watch. I was so nervous. I mean, I was nervous. And so I would say my first initial thing of when she won it was relief and excitement. Like, because Mm -hmm. I was, I was just, I was so Emotional, I guess, you know before or after she roped, and I was you know so nervous but before she roped that i was I was relieved and so damn excited I mean it was just it was unreal feeling, but I wasn't the only one. there were several of us that were like that.
1: Wow, <laughs> we never broke that down before Larry D that's pretty cool, thank you that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it now Dunne you've watched a lot of rodeo too. Is there somebody who you admire that's maybe, you know, I'll just say a professional team roper, or a professional calf roper for their mental game as far as, as the pros that, that our audience is super familiar with?
1: Oh, wow. I love Trevor. I love Trevor. You know, I got to go. Larry D. sent me when, when I bought Chester. I bought Chester. And I and so um, I, she sent me to Trevor's house to to get a bit for Chester and, and to get and to and to get Trevor's saddle that he rides Chester with. Cause my little saddle, it didn't fit him at all. And so I got to go to Trevor's house and, uh, we are, we are sending Larry D pictures of bits so she can pick the bit she wants Chester to go home with. And, uh, we're waiting for Larry D to respond and, and, and Trevor asked me, he says, well, uh, who helps you get better? And I said, well, Larry D helps me get better. He says, yeah, he says, but what she live 18 hours from your house. Who helps you get better up at your house? I said, well, I go to Troy Pruitt's. He says, that'll work. I mean, that's how important it is to have that to have that constant um, mentorship, you know, coaching. Mm -hmm. And, And Troy lives you know, three and a half hours from my house. But I made it a point to go to his house every week mm-hmm. to, to get that deliberate practice. And then, of course, I mean, go to Larry D's quite a bit, see her at the rodeos, go to all her schools. But you, you need that consistent practice so that mm-hmm. you can get better. And I thought that was so cool of Trevor. I mean, who helps you get better?
2: That's yeah. a good question.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of knew. I kind of baited you there. I, I could have guessed that you would say Trevor. I don't think. I think <laughs> nearly nearly every professional team roper would probably say Trevor as far as mental game. He's he's the best. We, could, we just did a story about, about gravel in your gut because he was talking about kids and how, how about 0.01% has enough gravel in their gut to make it. And 99.9% of parents come to him saying this kid won't listen. And he said, can't if you're not listening to your parents, you're not going to listen to anybody. But he's something, Trevor's, Trevor's something. I don't know. Well, ladies, I, this podcast, it's funny, this podcast is brought to you by All today. And their, um, their slogan is, we live it every day. And I would say that that's probably pretty true for Donneen. That's kind of what Heart of the Champion is about, is living it every day is your book available um on audiobook Donnie? No, it's
1: not it's not on audio on audible yet. Um audible yet. haven't haven't yeah, haven't haven't recorded it yet. But I can I can see it's it's going to happen.
0: I hope so. These team ropers, they like to listen to things. They're much much more audible than they are. That's why we read stories sometimes on this podcast cuz they They like story time. You should record it. I'm so excited for you to do that.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) It sounds like a plan. Yeah. That's a lot.
0: I have to tell you too, before we go, I just got your book back because the, the, literally the week Larry D sent it to me to read, uh, my best friend was diagnosed with cancer and she's a breakaway roper and she, I gave it straight to her before I read it she, I mean the day I think it was a day after it came in she got her cancer diagnosis so yeah. I brought it to her and she kept it by her bed through all of her chemo and so thank you because she just brought it back to me and oh, she's God. better
2: <laughs> sorry that was <laughs> I did not think
0: I was um, yeah. but yeah. she is better and she has taken it to heart and she like I said she she kept it by her bed the whole time
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. I, wow. And it is like it's it's it is it is staying be, being persistent, you know, and, and, and staying in the fight. You know, the Navy SEALs, you know, they, they, they have a they have a they have an acronym, you know, it's NDCQ, not dead, can't quit, man, if you're taking <laughs> a breath, you're taking a breath. Then you're, mm-hmm. you're still getting after it. You, you still have hope. You still have faith. And, and you stay in the fight.
0: Well, I am so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for your book. And I am so grateful you both decided to join me today. So thank you so much. Thank you. And you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank
0: you. Thanks again to Resist All for bringing us this episode of The Score. Thank you to Larry D. and Danine for their time today. And thank you to Resist All. We live it every day is their motto, and that couldn't be any closer to the truth. Thank you all so much. Check it out, resistall.com.